Welcome back to another edition of the MLB Scoreboard Report as we are in the offseason. So this is the roundup edition and we're going to be covering some of the recent uh, signings that we haven't covered yet on recent podcasts. And there's a huge trade that also happened uh, happened on Monday and we're going to cover that. And also another Twitter poll uh, um, I put up and you guys voted on and we're going to get to what you guys wanted and what my reactions are to it. So as always, I'm Kramer Santum. So let's get into it. First things first, a huge trade that happened for the Cincinnati Reds as they acquired pitcher Sonny Gray, left-handed pitcher Riviera San Martin from the Yankees for infielder Shed Long in a 2019 competitive balance round A draft pick. So the Reds, they acquired Sonny Gray, and also in that deal, that he had to accept an extension for the club, which is a three-year extension, and it is also a club option for 2023. Last season for the Yankees, Sonny Gray, Went 11 and 9 with his win loss record with a 4.90 ERA. He started 23 games, so he came out of the bullpen about seven of those times. But when he was traded from Oakland to New York, things just wasn't clicking for him. As last season was four and seven with a 3.72 ERA, with only going 65 and a third innings. As he was hurt not most of the season, but he did find an ailing. Uh, Injury when he went to New York, but a, a total of last season went 10 and 22 with a 162 innings. But also from last season, he didn't really start off that well. 11 and 9 with a 130 and a third innings of pitch. This is a guy that in 2015 he was an All Star and he was like third. He was third ranked as a, a Cy Young in the American League. So this guy still has potential and in going into a different type of style of National League with National League hitters, but going into a very very tough division in the in the National League Central is going to be a little bit tough to see what we can see from Sonny Gray, as Sonny Gray is also that type of pitcher that he'll get you go out there and eat you those innings. He's a, a little bit of a, a step up from from having last season acquiring Matt Harvey, as we all know Matt Harvey is in moved over to the Angels, but still with Sonny Gray, you're still going to get that youngness, that talent uh, that he still has and still has the potential of showing, even from going from the Yankees, which is a very hitter friendly ballpark. Now you're going to see him at least do very decent and also another hitter-friendly ballpark. But with uh, Comerica Park, this is he should he should do, do fine because Matt Harvey did make that switch over coming from the, the Mets to the Reds last season and actually had a very good uh, season with the Reds. Maybe Sonny Gray can do that uh, as the, the negotiating deal for Sonny Gray's deal was up to $30.5 million extension with a $12 million club option. For 2023, so that means he's getting 7.5 million salary in 2019. So it's a total of 30.5 million. I assume that he's going to at least get more than that because he's still he's still fairly young for his age. I mean, he's I don't think he hasn't cracked over the age of 30 yet, as he is 29 years old. So he does have some some longevityness in him. He can also after that three year deal sign another like two three more year deal that he might be towards the end of his uh, career. We'll see what happens through this coming season within Major League Baseball. This is going to be an exciting season. Going over to signings now, the Yankees signed reliever Adam Ottavino to a three-year, $27 million deal. Last season, he had went 72, 77 and two-thirds of an inning with 6-4, and 2.43 ERA and six saves. For this upcoming season, he's projected 69 innings. He's supposed to have a 4-4, four four, 3.65 ERA, and with four saves. He's probably going to be in a role as a setup-wise, a, a second setup to Aroldis Chapman if Dylan Batances doesn't actually claim the entire setup role. But the bullpen right now for the Yankees is looking stellar as it just seems like they're going to be very dominant as now they just need the starting pitching and then everything should shape up and form well. 
The Los Angeles Angels signed closer Cody Allen to a one-year $9 million deal. Last season with the Indians, he pitched 67 innings, went 4-6 and six with a 4.70 ERA in 27 saves. From 2013 to 2017, he averaged a 2.6 ERA with 122 saves. With And from 20 to 22, as he's projected 65 innings, 3-5 and five record, 3.88 ERA and 19 saves. I'm assuming he's going to have more saves than that, as uh, this is that is just projected from a baseball reference. Not really the legit number, but needing a closer in Los Angeles for the Angels, this is a perfect closer for them. I know last season the 4.7 ERA doesn't look too good, but still 27 saves, still very good quality production of a closer role. Maybe a new a scenery change for him as he has been over over workload from the Indians to from his seasons with the Indians now as he may be due for another great season. The Diamondbacks signed infielder Wilmer Flores to a one-year deal with a team option in 2020. Last season with the Mets, Wilmer Flores, he had a 2.267, excuse me, with 11 home runs, 51 RBIs. That was in a total of four, 386 at-bats, as he's a guy that uh, was supposed to be traded either back in 2015 or 2016, not as he got word from it when he was actually playing on the field. This is a guy that teared up. Cause, I mean, of course, you don't want to be traded during mid-game. And the fact that he loved the New York Mets in that organization, still signing a one-year deal with the with the Diamondbacks as he is 27 years old, still very, very good potential and more upside on him. He's a, he's a quality person that can hit up to 20 home runs. He had 18 his high so far. That was in 2017 with the Mets, 52 RBIs, but his most RBIs in a season was in 2015 with 59. He also has a career batting average of a 2.262, so you're going to get some at least some production value out of this signing. Going over to trades again, and Dimes acquire utility Tim LaCastro from the Yankees for left-handed pitcher Ronald Roman, as that was another trade that happened. The, some designations for assignments, the Mariners designate infielder Caleb Cowhart for assignment, and the Diamondbacks designate left-handed pitcher Jared Miller for assignment. So those are the, the recent trades, signings, designations, if you want to say, that happened in Major League Baseball. As the huge one that did came out from yesterday was Sonny Gray, and then I feel like more and more works are going to happen between where you're going to see Manny Machado signed, and then we're going to see Bryce Harper signed. But recently, switching things over, I put a poll out on Twitter with whether what you guys want me to talk about next, and this time, you guys voted for wanting to hear my predictions for this upcoming season, as if this offseason started today, that means Bryce Harper's a free agent still, Manny Machado's a free agent still, that's how I'm putting this in. If we're going to go by division by division, we'll start with the American League. Going to the, the American League East, I feel like from top to bottom, the number one team on that uh, that's going to win is the Boston Red Sox. Boston Red Sox are way, way too good. They're still evolving as well, even with signing, and this is going to sound corny, getting Nathan Evaldi back, evolving back to the regular Boston form. They're still going to have a lot more, a lot of talent still coming back. It's just, there's too much talent. Another team I'm going to say that's going to probably take seconds is Tampa Bay Rays. I know they finished off with 90 wins last season, but this is a team that that is going to have some more upside to them. I know they made a few trades here in the offseason, but still, I feel like they could easily pass the Yankees. Yankees need pitching. Pitching is what is going to hurt you in the long run, but the Yankees still keep scoring runs at the rate that they do. They should be the number two spot, but that's why the Yankees are number three, because I don't trust their pitching. Going in at number four, the Toronto Blue Jays. At number five, the Baltimore Orioles. It makes sense for the Orioles going at five because they're 47 and 115 last season. So that's my inference on that. So I have 
in the American League East, the Boston, Tampa Bay Rays, New York Yankees, Toronto Blue Jays, and the Baltimore Orioles to round things out. Going over to the American League Central, this is a going to be a little tight race between the Cleveland Indians and Minnesota Twins as other, other teams in the American League Central just beat up on each other or they just keep losing to the Cleveland Indians or the Minnesota Twins. And the Minnesota Twins were under 500. The Indians were the only team that was above 500 in the Central. That's why I'm still keeping the Cleveland Indians, even though they're on a fire cell right now with people but on their team. But still, they have the talent. They even brought back Carlos Santana, even though they traded away Edwin Encarnacion. Still, I got the Indians at one, Minnesota at two. I'm going to switch the White Sox and Detroit because, like I said, Manny Machado has not come to Chicago White Sox. If he comes to Chicago White Sox, this is still not factoring whether those free agents right now are still free agents. So I have the White Sox at number three, Detroit Tigers at number four, and the Kansas City Royals at number five. So once again, for the American League Central, I have the Cleveland Indians at one, Minnesota Twins at two, Detroit Excuse me, Chicago White Sox at three, Detroit Tigers at four, and the Kansas City Royals at five. Moving things over to the American League West, hands down, Houston Astros are going to win this. They're going to win it probably by the exact same wins that they did last season with six. So Houston's my first team. I'm going to give it my second team, the Oakland Athletics, still a team that is going to start off really, really terrible, but going to find stride and make it pack up to that 90-win season. Oakland does it every single year. I don't understand it. It's the method that works there in Oakland. Maybe they can make a run in the postseason. Who knows? So I got Oakland at number two, Seattle still at number three, the Angels at number four, and we keep it with Texas at number five. So kind of like how it finished off last season. Moving over to the National League side, my favorite side of the I feel like pitchers should always hit. That's just my saying. Going into the National League East, things have been very, very different right here. I'm going to go with the Philadelphia Phillies taking number one over outdoing the Atlanta Braves. Philadelphia has made some moves over this past off for this offseason so far, and I don't think they're done. But still, Philadelphia is my, my number one. Atlanta is my number two. The Nationals are my number three. Call us again. The Nationals are going to start off really hot. They're going to really fall. Or even, I'm going to put Nationals at number four. I'm going to switch this up. We're going to go Phillies, Braves, Mets, Nationals, Marlins. I feel like the Nationals' time has passed as there's not going to be a lot of production value on their offensive side. They might be battling for last place with the Marlins, just to think about it. Who knows, though? Because they have the pitching. The pitching is what matters. Maybe they should trade their pitching away to possibly get some potential players in the future because, like, Strasburg's eating up there in age. Max Scherzer's still... These two guys are still very good pitchers, still getting up there in age. They can get some value still off them if they have... Maybe not looking so good towards the all-star break and past all-star break when we trade those guys a little bit. Maybe get some production out of some value off of them, I should say, and get some production from their minor league system, bring those guys up. So once again, I have it the Phillies, Braves, Mets, Nationals, and Marlins. Moving things over to the National League Central, if it would stop start today, stop today, I would put Milwaukee at number one still. This is just a really good team that is adding more pieces, adding Yasmani Grandal so far. And also more over this past offseason, it just adds more depth to that starting lineup to actually add more power. The St. Louis Cardinals at number two, the Chicago Cubs at three, going to the Cincinnati Reds at four, and the Pittsburgh Pirates at five. And possibly maybe switch the Chicago Cubs and the Cincinnati Reds. It depends on how well this team clicks. I mean, it looks like it's a another possible chance that the Reds are going to be really good this season. So I'm going to actually move the Cincinnati Reds up to three. So I'm going to have Milwaukee, St. Louis, Cincinnati, Chicago, and Pittsburgh. That's probably the legitimate 
sign as the Chicago Cubs are getting older. Some people, like their pitching staff, isn't that sharp anymore. John Lester is pushing 40, or if he is 40, which is he probably will have a good season this year, but not as good as his dominant season so far. Now, in the National League West, the final of this, still got to give it to either the Dodgers or Colorado Rockies, maybe give this time the Colorado Rockies to win the division, which only makes sense because they can easily hit the ball well at their field if they keep winning as their away record last season, 47 and 34. Excuse me, 44 and 38, which is very good. It is above 500. Maybe step that up a little bit. If they keep winning outside of their home park and keep winning at their home park, they should easily take the NL West. Take Dodgers at number two. I'm going to put San Francisco at four. No, excuse me, San Francisco at three, San Diego at four, and Arizona down to five. I feel like there's nothing in Arizona left of players that can actually help this team win ball games. And the last season, they started off really, really, really hot. They couldn't win at home, though. They finished with a under 500 record at home last season. So I'm putting the, the Diamondbacks down at five. So if you want to recap this all off again in the National League West, I have Colorado Rockies at one, the Dodgers at two, the Giants at three, the, the Padres at four, and the Diamondbacks at five. So... Those are my predictions coming into this season as this may or may not be right or wrong. It may change. I may have to do another one of the, another one of these if players do sign with teams and I'll have to come back over and switch some things up because I'm not going to keep this as my official set. It's just a hit and a miss a shot in the dark. If you want to say who's going to actually possibly out, make the outcome, possibly make it to the postseason, win the division, who knows? But thank you for tuning in to this podcast. Once again, as always, this podcast is sponsored by The Stat, your source for sports news, scores, highlights, and stats. Sports media that gives you a voice. Follow The Stat on Instagram and on Twitter. I'll link you the Twitter account on the bio of the description of this uh, this podcast. And from there, you go to you need to go to their Twitter account and follow them on Instagram because they are working it. So thank you so much for tuning in, listening to this podcast. Hopefully you have a great Tuesday, and let's see if Bryce Harper or Manny Machado signs today or tonight or tomorrow or later this week. I bet this is the week.